What's going on, everybody? Joshua Cook back here, Vibe Media. Another edition of St. Pius X Football with the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Cranfield. Coach, it's a good Tuesday afternoon. We're doing this on Tuesday, said Monday. Let you celebrate that win a little extra this week. Yeah. Beaumont Kelly, 37-14. How's it feel to get dub number one under the belt for 2022? Um, you know you know how it is in this league, man. Any win's a great win for us, and we're, we're going to celebrate those victories. Um, I, I can remember an old coach I used to work for that always told me that, that too many coaches make the mistake of not celebrating uh, when, when they win a game, you know, and, and the fact of it is, is, is this game is still fun and we want these kids to enjoy it. And I think for us as coaches, it's the same way. So they're, they're, they're going to live through our actions and reactions. So um, absolutely, we're happy. We're happy to be where we are right now. Always look for looking for room uh, or, or ways to improve, um, but that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, you know that that's part of the process, and these kids know that. Um, but they're happy to, to to be one and one, and excited about what the future holds. Talk about some of the players from last week: the Raising Canes, Caniac Offensive Player of the Week, Bryce McKeon, seventeen for twenty-six, two hundred sixty yards, and five touchdowns. Nice night for him uh, at the quarterback position for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, my Katie was laughing at me and she goes, man, it, it seems like, I mean, Bryce is doing amazing, but you look like you're chewing on him, you know? And I told Katie, I said, Bryce has such a huge and, and high ceiling in the fact that we want him to be or to exceed every expectation that people are putting on him. That's how talented, talented he is. So even in moments, um, you know, um, where where everybody else is celebrating, I expect Coach Burns uh, as the quarterback coach and Rodney Smith as the offensive coordinator and Brad Helm and all the, all of our coaches. I expect them to continue coaching. Uh, we'll pat each other on the back after the game is over. But if there's something that we can say, I don't care what the score is, because I tell kids all the time, the standard is not the scoreboard. The standard is the standard. And if we're going to try to be excellent in what we do, I didn't say perfect because I don't think you can. Um, but if, if our standard is excellence, then, then we're going to strive for that. And if we make a mistake, we're going, to, we're going to be open and we're going to accept any type of coaching that we get. And Bryce was just that, you know. Um, 17 to 26 is amazing. 21, 22 of 26 would have been even better. You know, um, and 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 I think he's one of the first ones to say after those minimal mistakes, gosh, I wish I had that back. And I'll tell him, you will. You'll get it again. And I hope in the next time you, you, you're going to make the right decision. Uh, but he's fun to coach, man, because of the fact that that he wants to be great and he wants to be coached. And I think we have a, a, a locker room full of kids just like that. Um, five touchdowns. Is, is a huge accomplishment, and he was he was slinging that ball around, man, and it was, it was fun to watch. One coach told me last week, he said, the biggest improvement you'll see from a team all year is from week one to week two because there's so many things that happen in week one. You have so many different events and first game of the season. Uh, How big of a step did you see Bryce take from week one to week two at the quarterback position? I just felt like there was more of just a sense of calmness with him that he was in complete control. And this is what we've always felt like he was going to end up doing, and he's doing it right now. And, and, and that, was, that was an amazing feeling for us as coaches, just to watch him take, 
control of the game and everything seemed to be going so slow for him where he was able to make the reads and make the throws that he was needing to. And we had great play by the receivers. Uh, don't get me wrong. Bryce played well the first week and we had some, some, some key drops in critical situations. And this week, you know, our receivers were making plays. We were making blocks on the perimeter, all those things that we decided that we were going to just completely put a hundred percent focus on, on trying to find ways to get better. And that receiving core did just that to help him out as well. And our offensive line, uh, you know, they, they protected well and we got the ball out quick and did a lot of good things. So it was a complete effort by everyone, but, but to your point, yeah, it was fun watching him just, just kind of take, take the reins and say, coach, I got this thing. So. Then your Raising Cane's uh, defensive, Caniac Defensive Player of the Week was Jonah Arazo, graded out at 84%, one interception, five tackles. Uh, talk about his performance. Yeah, the thing about Jonah that no one will see is the fact that, you know, we're trying to stay multiple on defense, playing both an odd front and an even front. And what Jonah did from week to week is he went from one position to another position in, in the matter of there are not many similarities in the two positions that he played. And this is back-to-back -back weeks Jonah has, has received uh, the Kaniac Player of the Week. And that, that's a huge pat on his back. He, you know, he comes away with another interception and, uh, you know, had, had eight, eight tackles. Um, but, again, he's one of those guys that, that, that immediately was, you know, kind of hard on himself and go, Coach, I got to play better. And I go, if, if you can, you're absolutely correct. We need, we need you to play better. And he's very critical on himself. Another kid that's fun to coach because they want to be coached. They want to be told what they can do to, to, to step up their game. And uh, that, that's why they are as successful as they are. Having great senior years, two games into it. So still a long way to go. Um, but, but I like the upside of both of those guys. And then um, talking about special teams, your special teams player of the weekend, boy, was uh, special teams ever big in college football this past yep. weekend, If you, especially if you're an LSU fan. Yeah. Uh, Preston Kyle, four for four on extra points and one field goal, so a nice night of kicking for him. Yeah, and then you go back to the second Baptist game and then two huge situations. It was almost uh, watching that LSU game, it was, it was very similar in the fact that LSU had two muff punts, which end up for short fields for for the opposing team and they end up you know losing points and go back to the second baptist where we had a, a snap punted over our or excuse me a, on punt we had a, a snap over our head and then we had one block that turned into 14 points in that game this week uh with preston handling both our punting and kicking uh you know we, we felt like we were going to to clean that up and we did and and heck i think preston boom won for 58 yards uh on, on the punting as well. So he's averaging almost 40 yards a, a punt. Uh, he did a great job on kickoffs. Um, we, we as a team were not perfect on PATs because we had a, a, a mishandled snap, but everyone that we put on the ground, Preston put right through the uprights and then he kicked the field goal as well. So he, he's, he's a pretty special uh, player as well. He's, he, he's got a chance to be great. And uh, uh, with his work ethic, there's no doubt he's going, he's going to do that. So uh, it's always funny, you know, you talk about we, we talk about all these, you know, you look at these big college games, especially. And it's funny how sometimes it comes down to such the little things, right? Like LSU getting a new center that's snapping for the first time and he's in a right. national stage and nerves and stuff. And then the kicker and the holder. And how 
how much is it like do you look at that stuff? Because, I mean, there's the big picture, like how your quarterback plays and stuff like that. But there's so many little intricacies to football, like down to even snapping the ball. How much do you all work on that stuff? Uh, oh, yeah. And, and I think if you pay attention to most coaches, you'll hear them say there are no such things as little things when it comes to football. Um, because of those things that you're mentioning are critical, critical things that could possibly get you beat. They can help you win games, but they for sure can can lead to you getting your butt beat on any given day if you're not able to execute. Um, so absolutely. I mean, we, we're working short snaps. We're working deep snaps. We're working quarterback to center exchanges constantly um, just to make sure that after a game on Friday, when something has faltered or something that's screwed up, that we don't ever look back and, and go, that's our fault because we didn't we didn't show enough attention to that. So m one of my key jobs as the head football coach is to make sure that we've not only checked every box on making sure that we've we've touched every base that we're supposed to, but we also want to go back and do it multiple times. Um, you know, in, in anything, we kind of classify kids as single rep guys. In other words, if I go to a meeting and say, hey, Josh, I would like for you to do this when this happens. Then some kids that you coach are going to take that out on the field and they're going to do it just that way for the rest of their career. And then you have multi-rep guys that they're going to be told, then you have to rep it and they're still not going to get it. And then you have to rep it again and they're still not going to get it. And then you have to rep it again. And then at some point, then the light flashes and clicks and then they get it. Well, that's all that's all coaching is. It's putting 11 guys out on the field that, you know, at any given moment have everything that, that you need them to know in order to be successful. And if you put them out there and they don't, there's really only one person to blame. And that's us as coaches. And, and that's how hard we are on ourselves. You know, we we grade ourselves as a staff based on how our positions are, are playing, um, because it comes down to it. If, if your guys aren't grading out, well, is it? all of the kids that are, are, are playing poorly or have we d failed them as a coaching staff and not taught them the things that we need to. Um, sometimes it's a mix of both and, and, and that's okay. Uh, you know, we want to be coached as well as coaches and we want to, to try to grow in this profession. And I think, you know, accountability from, from one coach to the other, is the same as we ask those kids to do, you know, hold each other accountable for actions. And and I think that's how you grow as a program. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. So now as you enter week three, you take on the Woodlands Christian Academy this week, you're, you're one and one. So you got one on each side of the, you know, you've seen the win, you've seen a loss. Yeah. What are you hoping? I know the hope is to carry the momentum over from the win and just get this thing rolling and it kind of becomes right. a steam train. What now going to week three do you want to see your football team get better at? Because now you, you know, they've had two weeks. Now what's kind of the thing that, okay, now can we build on this part to make those wins kind of start stacking up? Absolutely. And I think it comes down to just cleaning up things that need to be cleaned up. And, you know, I, I think going back to celebrating a victory, um, we do it, but it's very short, short term because of the fact that we know you're only as good as your next play. And what we've got to do as a staff and what we've got to do as a program is go back and be critical of ourselves in situations, uh, you know, because this all this game is is a situational game. But we've got to go back and be critical of ourselves in situational football 
uh, to, to make some determination on what we need to do to be better at, at that particular type of, uh, of situation, uh, whether it be third downs. It could be not just third downs, but third down and four to six. Or is it third down and seven to ten that we've got to find ways that when we get in these situations that we're not playing at the level that we need to play at in order to be successful throughout. And just because a play ends up successful doesn't always mean that we were successful on that play because that goes back to the grading system that we have. We want guys that are that are out there doing their jobs uh, on a consistent basis. And we feel like we've got guys that are doing that. Um, and if they're not, we want to find out why. Is it something physically that they can't can't do, or is it something that they haven't been uh, cleaned up with uh, as far as as taught? But either way, we're going to find ways to be critical on ourselves to find those situations that that we can that we can improve on. So I know coaches are very busy over the weekend. Did you uh, did you get a chance to? sit back in the recliner, relax, and watch a little college football this weekend and, and take some of it in? I did. We got to sit down as a family, and, and you know, and I'm sure that's exactly what Katie did not want to do. But uh, she was a trooper. She sat there with me and Brady and watched some college football this this uh, this Saturday. And then we watched some this Sunday. And then we had, you know, another game on Monday. And, and she, she told me, I can promise you what we're not doing here in the next couple of days. So, you know, the Alabama-Texas game is Saturday. And Katie's birthday is Saturday, too. And I said, it, it's probably a bad idea for me to ask if I can try to get tickets. And she just gave me that look. And I go, that's all. I said, just making sure, you know, just making sure. So, no, uh, but we'll, we'll go do something fun this weekend for her birthday. Try to try to enjoy that. And it'd feel a whole lot better if we could do it with a victory on Friday night. So that's 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 why we're working extra hard this week. So. Well, we all well, we all know coaches wise are the the heroes of the of oh. every situation. So absolutely, uh, sorry to tell you, you're not going to be going to the Alabama Texas game on Saturday. That's all right. Uh, well, there are some there are some sacrifices that you're willing to make, you know. So uh, this is this is absolutely <laughs> one of those. So um, we'll, we'll we'll be good. You know, Brady's got his first game uh, today. Uh, starts seventh grade football. So pretty excited about that. And he, you know, it's just. It's exciting just to rem to remember those times in my life when I, as a seventh grader, was was just scared to death, and he seemed so calm and collected, you know. And I, I keep thinking, man, maybe maybe that's a good sign, you know. But what what we want to try to do is keep keep him understanding that it's just a game and and, and to have fun and and obviously do you know do the things he's supposed to work hard, have a great attitude, and and just un unaccountable uh, excuse me un unmatched effort uh on the on the field um but he's also got to do his work in the classroom and i think that's any kid that we teach and coach that's that's the message that we keep sending them do your job in the classroom and then do your job on the field so what uh what positions is he I, i'm sure seventh grade they play both ways i'm sure offense defense yep. so what's he what's he lining up at yeah he's starting at safety and he's playing some slot and he's also punt returner so um you know he's excited. He, you know, that staff uh, of coaches at at Sealy Junior High that that he has the pleasure of, of playing for uh, have have done a great job, and he's still excited about it, which you know makes me happy that 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 they they're still making the game fun for a seventh grader, and 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 he's excited. So, hey, at the end of the day, it's football and it's fun. That's it, man. Fun, sir. If you that's, remember, remember that's the that's right. <laughs> 
I have to try and get at least one movie reference in. Yeah, here. I know, man. You're, you're pretty good at it too, man. So <laughs> couldn't help that one. That's all right. right. St. Pius the 10th, they take on Woodlands Christian Academy this Friday night. Be sure to be there. And uh, hey, if you uh, come across Coach Cram's wife, give her a nice early happy birthday on Friday night. Maybe, maybe after the game, Coach, y'all win. Maybe the whole team can go sing her happy birthday on the sideline. That would be amazing. All right. He is Greg Cranfield, head coach of the St. Pius 10th Panthers. I'm Joshua Cook. We'll see you back here every single week with St. Pius 10th football with Coach Greg Cranfield. Go Panthers. <laughs>